What's up, family? Today is January the 20th, 2024. This is episode number 305 on Renell's Food for Thought Pod radio cast brought to you by Renell's Real Talk Media Network. Brothers and sisters, today I want to talk a little about mocking God for fame and fortune. Mocking God for fame and fortune. Brothers and sisters, mocking is making fun of something that's, you know, could be something that's really serious. It could be a person. It could be uh, anything, pretty much. But in this particular case, we're talking about mocking God Almighty. I got a clip I want you to listen to. I got this clip from Isaiah Robbins. He has a pod, well, he has a, I'm pretty sure it's podcast on YouTube. I want you to check this out. This is kind of, this is crazy. I just want you to check it out. Hold on. Let me get this for you. Ladies and gentlemen, for those who didn't know. So she was at, I believe, Carlton Pearson's funeral once again. And this man went on stage. Now, I'm, we're going to get down to, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. We're going to get down to why he was even at the funeral even talking in a minute. But it was this man right here, ladies and gentlemen who called himself Bishop Oliver Clyde Allen. Bishop Oliver Clyde Allen is what he calls himself. Um, and he has, yeah, you heard it right. Not a first lady, not a wife, ladies and gentlemen. He has a first gentleman, ladies and gentlemen. And interesting enough, they were in People's Magazine. Brothers and sisters, this pastor, I'm sorry, he's not a pastor. He's a bishop. See, titles, he's a bishop. And he has a husband. He has a husband. Husband, a man in church. Apparently, they had attended Carlton Pearson's funeral. The late, great Carlton Pearson, uh, may he rest in peace. But brothers and sisters, we are living in Sodom and Gomorrah. That's where we are living in. If you want to stay whole as a person, it seems like if you want to stay whole as a person, you have to pretty much sell your soul to the devil in order to really make it in this world. But the sad thing is you have a man who's married to a man and has nerve to flaunt flaunt around pretty much the country, around the world and he's a bishop, supposed to be a man of God. This is what's going on brothers and sisters and if you're not aware it will capture you too. Because when you look at it, when you look at it, when you have people like 
uh, brother Eddie Long. I just watched a clip of, of two young brothers were talking about how the manipulation goes with these so-called mega pastors who put themselves, not all of them, of course not, they put themselves in positions. Now it's this one boy, he was only 14 years old, when the pastor, may he rest in peace, try to be nice, respectful, Eddie Long called him. He was only 14 and he was like talking about what, you know, he was up there like, what the hell are we, what is a 14 year old supposed to be talking with a grown ass man? That's his mindset. You know, uh, down in Atlanta or in Georgia, wherever his church, he's in, in the church is in Georgia. I don't know if it's, it's strictly in Atlanta or mainly in Atlanta, but yeah, his church and you know, the mentorship. See, they call it the mentorship. Actually, it's another word that they call it. Grooming. They're grooming. See, grooming. You're grooming these young boys to take over and continue the rant as it goes forward. Or not the rant, but yeah, the rant and the tradition of the homosexuality that goes on in the church. And people rarely, rarely speak high volumes on it. They may speak on it, but they speak on it in such a low volume, you don't even know what they're saying. Or you don't care because you really ain't heard nothing. And this is what's going on in these, a lot of these mega churches. They call it grooming. Mentoring young boys, young men. Asking them certain questions. How do you you know, what do you like? You know, shit like that. This is the world that we live in. This is the world that our boys are being, young men and boys are being exposed to, especially in these churches. Men don't want to mentor them into becoming young men. Men, they want to mentor them into a homosexual type of lifestyle. That's where they're going with this agenda. It is sad, you know, that all this stuff has to come out, but God says what happens in the dark comes out in the light. So when you look at it and then you look at all these, these allegations towards uh, T.D. Jakes, it doesn't look good, especially a man who's supposed to be as powerful as a Jakes in the ministry. And now you have all these certain accusations and all this stuff coming out. But see, for years, black folks always look at people, especially the church, as the savior. When there's nothing else, there's always the church. And time and time again, what we thought was in the church don't exist no more. Pastors acting more so as pimps motivational speakers than acting as true men of God. But there's always that one brother down there in Philadelphia, Brother Geno Jennings. Anything that goes on, Geno Jennings points it out in the Bible. He doesn't he doesn't run from the Bible. Everything is in the Bible. That's the best thing about Geno Jennings. And we we have some, but we don't have as many like a Geno Jennings. But this type of behavior that's going on 
right in front of you. Brothers and sisters, you see it. You just don't say nothing about it. And then when you do say something about it, sometimes it's a little late. But you have to say these things when it's happening. You can't wait around because then they just become allegations. Oh, they're saying allegations. You have to learn how to speak up on what's going on. These churches are becoming mockers of God. Motivational speech is not feeding you. A motivational speech feeds your appetite for whatever you're looking for. Money, sex, fortune, fame, whatever. But it doesn't feed your spiritual mindset that you should be in because we're dealing with people who have titles and we're taking people who have titles and taking them as being more than what they are, a term that I constantly use. Don't be more than what you are. But these terms, no, these, alleg- well, not these, alleg- I'm sorry. These behaviors are turning our church into a mockery of spirituality. Too many people mocking God. They make fun of God like he's a joke. He's the pit of a joke. And this is what's going on, brothers and sisters, right in front of your eyes. And a lot of you are part of that because whatever you feel you need from God, well, I'll just do this and do that. And God will bless me. (laughs) I need a job, Lord. I need some money, Lord. Instead of getting your mind right, you're mocking God making jokes and the kind of stuff that people do. And then they say, oh, in the name of the Lord, Jesus, the Christ. It's like you win an award and you go after uh, putting out a bunch of filth to contaminate the minds of men, women, boys and girls. And then you say, I thank my Lord and personal Savior, Jesus Christ. After you put out a bunch of contaminated music. And then you thank in the Lord. You're mocking him. You're straight mocking him. You call yourselves Christians and you mock his word. You don't want to do his word. You say, I am spiritual. So I'm going to do things. And stay away from the church, but I'm going to do things the way I want to do it because I believe in God. I just don't believe in the church. So I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to continue to be with my boyfriend. I'm going to continue to live with him and sleep with him. I'm going to continue to live a lifestyle that pleases me. And God knows my heart because this is one you always get. God knows my heart. Yes. Yes. God knows your heart and he knows what you're really all about. So when you're saying you're doing it for God, you're not doing it for God and he knows it. But then again, brothers and sisters, ah, then again, we must always remember people have more than one God. So we can't say Jesus Christ. You may have people worship money. Money is their God. The devil is their God. themselves 
is their God. And this is what is out there. This is what is happening. You have to learn how to deviate from these behaviors. That's if you want to, because a lot of people claim they want to, but they don't. They're mocking God and then acting like, I don't, I don't, no, no, I would never do that. Yes, well, you keep doing it. That's against God. Look at the book. Read the Bible. That's the book. It's nobody's, that's nobody's. That's the book telling you, you know, the sins of God. But people don't care. Everything is an excuse. The bigger the mess, the bigger the excuse. People want to do what they want to do. And we can blame and say, well, you know, the white man did this white man. Well, you know, you, you can get away from always putting blame on somebody else. Though it may be true, but you still are at fault. You're still at fault. Because you did it because you wanted to do it. In essence, you do things that are against God because you want to do them. Don't blame somebody else for your mishaps because you feel that, well, you know, you know, God knows my heart. That famous cliche, God knows my heart. Yes, he does. But you keep using the same old cliches because you want to commit the same old sins over and over again. You mock God. You mock his power. You mock his wisdom. You mock everything about him when you come when you come up with the same old, same old, same old because you don't care. You're mocking God and you act like it's okay because he knows your heart. But a man who brings in not a woman as his first lady. If you look in the book, you won't see there is a first lady in the Bible. But you call it what you want for you people who like to change the Bible. But regardless, you bring up a man, a man as your first, <laughs> your first man of the church. Or your first lady, though he's a man. These are the things that are going on in the world. These are the things that's why God is soon to come. These are the things that people love to do. People love to uh, exert some type of power over others. But when you blind, you will allow that type of behavior. Because you don't care. As long as there's somebody that's leading you, that's fine. Because you can't lead yourself. You're too cowardly to lead yourself. You don't know how to lead yourself. You're just a follower. And there's nothing wrong with being a follower, but at least know who you're following. Because there's many people out there. You're probably looking at about 85% of people that are followers. Across the planet, about 85% are followers. They go where they're told to go. Hey, go over here. I'm going over there. Follow me over here. You take the tragedy of Jim Jones. People didn't really know the Bible. Or if they read, but you, you, well, let me, let me, let me change that. People read things and don't understand them because they'll let other people explain it to them. 
without actually having a comprehension to understand it themselves. And then Jim Jones, uh, the guy down there in what, Waco, Texas. What is it? Uh, David Koresh. You got all these people leading people and telling them I'm the Christ. I'm the true Messiah. It's so crazy when you see these things and people put these things on TV. They put these things on TV for a reason. And not always just for your benefit to show you what people are doing, but to have you think that you maybe can do the same thing. Mocking God. This is what we have become. Mockers of God. And then we say, hey, he knows my heart. Ask yourself, do you even know your own heart? Forget your heart. Ask yourself, do you even know your own mindset? Mocking God, brothers and sisters. It, it's not a way to go. But in most of your eyes, you feel you have to have some form of someone leading you. So you will go to anybody who claims to be some type of leader so he can lead you into wrong. And let's not forget the millions and millions of dollars as I get ready to close. The millions and millions of dollars that come into church hands on Sundays, especially in the black neighborhood. Where are places where you could actually go to benefit yourself, your own black self? Where's your banks? Your grocery stores, your schools, your hospitals. Where are they? Where are they? And we talk about millions of millions of dollars come through black churches every Sunday. We know every month. A guy did an analysis on the black church for X amount of years and all the money. How true it is, I, I don't really know. But it was a great number. I know it's a great number. Common sense tells me it's a great number. But the number he put up there was an extremely great number. But the point of that is, where are the things, the essentials for black people in their own neighborhood? You can go to everybody else's shit, but you can't go to your own. And when you do try to get something of your own, here they come. That's no means to give up because they come. You have to keep on fighting. You can fight for everything else, but you can't fight for your neighborhood. Then again, you make it easier on yourself and you leave that neighborhood. And you go to a neighborhood that don't really want you so you can throw more money into that neighborhood. You can listen to a bunch of false prophets and you could also look see and hear all the mocking of the true father but brothers and sisters it's your choice you have to decide on what you want that's if you want it but the truth obviously is something that you really don't want anything else will do as long as it's not the truth brothers and sisters Enjoy 
your day. Peace out until the next time. This is your brother saying I'm out. Peace out.